Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. We're going, to, we're going to be really present with our next speaker because what he's what he's prepared to share with us this morning and um, and ultimately you know this this man's been at the highest level in so many um, elite I guess um, organisations and, and and generally around sporting. However, his academia opportunity and his um, his ability to influence um, you know even the youngest in in our community has been profound in recent times. So David Butterfin, director of Keen Edge and co-founder of the Nick Foundation, demonstrated success at the highest level for over 25 years in elite sport at an Olympic level and in the AFL. Academic background includes doctorate in exercise physiology and MBA and is an associate professor at ACU. Worked with AFL clubs including Collingwood Football Club as the sports science director and most recently was was an integral part to the Essendon Football Club suspended players transition program. Director and co-founder of the Nick Foundation, whose core values are nurturing, independence, commitment, and knowledge, and working with young people and their families. So, I just want to uh, a round of applause for uh, David. Thanks, mate. Good idea. Thank you. Oh, good idea. Well, thanks for the invitation, and uh, it was very refreshing hearing Stefan talk about, particularly his ideas and philosophies about uh, business and performance. There is commonality between sport and business, and at times you're on that precipice, whether you're going to succeed or whether you fail. You have those days when you're in the flow. You know, things go really well. You do a sales pitch. Everything's working well for you. You hand it down one of those days. They're pretty good, aren't they? <laughs> now think oppositely when things don't go well. You feel vulnerable, anxious, you're not in the flow. You feel inhibited. You hand up, you had one of those days. Yeah, we've had one of those days. What we want. We want to be able to manage those days and minimise those days, have more of the days when you're in the flow. How do we get that? How do we achieve that? What it is, it is actually resilience, but it's consistency in behaviour. And it's actually having standards. Is it easy to do? No, it's not easy to do. That's why it's elite. That's why sport, winning gold medals, Olympics, becoming a premiership player, it's hard to do. It's arduous, but you can do it. The key is, how do you unlock your potential? How do you go to the next level? What is it you need to do or your company needs to do to get to that next level? Everyone has upside, but sometimes you don't know it. So today's talk is really about some of the interventions, and these are evidence-based, you know, like what can transfer to performance. These things have efficacy. This is not fluff. I've, I've applied it for a long time to myself, to athletes, to businesses. These have substance behind them. Now with, with resilience, 
Um, and it's a term that's reverberated a fair bit in our community and society. And it's, and it's not just being physically strong. Um, at times you may feel vulnerable. It comes down to a bit of self-awareness as well. And in business, you're gonna be exposed to discomfort. What happens in life, you know, and, and it's during that time of discomfort or when we make mistakes, that's when we learn. And that's where we really can grow. But what happens when we're exposed to discomfort? What do we do? What happens to us? We actually remove ourselves from it, don't we? What should we do? What should we do? Embrace it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Embrace it. There's opportunity there. I subscribe to, to Charles Darwin, the Darwinian theory of evolution. In your business, in yourself, you continue to grow. And I'll talk a bit about growth mindset. If we don't take on that kind of theory in yourself and business, how do you expect to have growth? But at times, we have to move towards that actual discomfort in life. And it's challenging. You feel vulnerable. Now, I'm a scientist in background. <clears throat> And I like to do an experiment, and you're here to kind of learn and develop. But as a scientist, um, there's ethics around as far as getting people to, you know, comply to doing scientific experiments. And I've done quite a few experiments on people over time. So, are you up for it? Yes? No? I have to have a consent here. So, I'm going to put you under a little bit of stress. All right, so you think, oh, what's this guy going to do to me? It's not going to be invasive. Right? <laughs> I'm going like, to relax you a bit. But I have to get consent, right? So hands up if you want to. If you don't want to do it, fair, fair enough. I won't, I won't pick you. I won't choose you. But if you, okay. But, but I'm guaranteed, if you are prepared, you will learn. You'll learn something I'm going to sh share with you. Hands up if you want to be involved. All right. Okay, uh, all right, I'll see those hands. What's interesting, what's really interesting is when we're prodded, and Stephen said before, when we're prodded, we don't like it, but we can learn, and we can really develop ourselves. Now, just show those hands again so I have a bit of a look. Good idea. And actually, the other one too, I, I know when I was listening to Stefan, he, he, he spoke about courage. Courage drives confidence. So, oh, is you really confident? No, it's courage. It's courage in moving towards the environment where you feel threatened. All right, okay. Getting back to the actual science now. What we're going to do, I'm going to pick some of those people, put their hand up. You're going to come out the front. Then, I'm going to get you to sing 60 seconds. Uh, what the hell did I put my hand up for? What have I done? What have I created? What an idiot. Uh, you put your hand up, you can't. Make sure you lock those doors, Nicky. Will you say that anyway? <laughs> I'm not going to put phone out there. So you come out, and then you're going to sing for 60 seconds. You're going to perform. Now, you can't sing a football song or jingle bells, all right? All right. Now, if you start to struggle a little bit, I'll back you up a bit. I can sing a little bit. Not, not well, but, I can, but if, you, if you want to as well, you can do a few dance manoeuvres to it, all right? 
Yeah, you had your hand up, didn't you? Yeah. Andrew, come on, mate. Come on. And the first one's always, you've got to give me a round of applause, please. Good work, mate. All right, mate. I'll look after you. I'll look after you. All right. You, you had your hand up, didn't you? The mayor. Yeah. Of course. You're the main, you're the main person. Craig, you've thrown me on the bus a few times. Get up with you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Who else had their hand up? Don't cost Hold your arms now. <coughs> Damien, you had your hand up. Get out the front way, mate. Please. Thank you. I need a few. Did you have your hand up? Yes, you did. Come out. Is there actually anyone willing to say, hey, I want to get up and sing? There's always someone. Steve. Steve? <laughs> yes? <laughs> mate, I'll help you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, better, you better whack him, are you? <laughs> you had your hand up. Yes, you did. <laughs> come on, boys, come on up, you come, you had your hand up, now you can't retract, come on. Alright, okay, this is what we're going to do. Alright, this is, this is where it gets really... Did you have your hand up? You did? No, okay, alright. <laughs> you did. Alright, okay, so what we're going to do, I'm going to pick you randomly, okay? Don't, don't look at the crowd, just look at me. I'm going to pick you randomly. You sing for minimum 45 seconds. If they're doing well, what do we do? If they're doing well. Yeah, well, come on, what are we doing? Here, here, come on, I right, hear it. Go, clap, and cheer, and cheer. Good, okay. All right, okay. Oh, you'll be right, mate, don't you? Right. Okay, if they start this struggle, what do we do? Clap. No, no. No, hey, you, you guys are performers. Clap hard. No, no, start booing them. Let's start booing them. All right, so what do we do? Come on, here we go. Oh, okay. They really start the struggle. Because at the end of the day, in business, each one of you have to perform. And you've got to perform well, particularly when the pressure is applied. The great ones at the elite level can perform when? When the pressure is applied. That's, that is the key. When that pressure is applied to you, how do you perform? All right, so when they're doing well, we clap. Doing poorly, we what? All right, okay. All right, here we go. How are you feeling? Enjoying it? Looking forward to it? Looking forward to it? All right, now, 60 seconds is all you need to do. And then, Mayor, you might get some votes here if you do really well. <laughs> now, put the pressure on, aren't I? <laughs> now, be honest. Now, just be honest now. Don't look at the crowd. Keep your focus on me. Do you feel your heart rate starting to go up a little bit? Your hands up to see. Okay, you're a bit wobbling the legs. Breathing's going up a bit. Ventilation's up to breathe a bit fast, but a little bit funny in the stomach. All right, do we give you a bit of relief? You're not gonna see. Oh no, do you want to see? Before we sit down, please put your hands together for these guys up here. Sorry, mate. Well done, good work, well done. Good work, mate. Well done, mate. What I've just done, I know it's a cruel way to do it, but this is a bit of a science testing you need to just see. Now I'm going to give you a bit of 101 neuroscience. The amygdala, part of the brain, we've actually got two of them. It triggers the flight and fight response. Now, it's a cruel way of doing it, but what happened then, while they're up on stage, they created that flight and fight response. That's called acute stress. 
we need it. We can actually turn that into a positive energy. So what actually happens, we get this kind of increase in tachycardia, this increase in heart rate, right? So the niglia turns on, this cascade of events occurs. Catecholamines start to rise. And I'll talk about that a little bit later on. You don't even remember these terms. But you get this kind of hypertension, increased sweating, nausea, you feel in your legs, that's acute stress. Okay, we've all had that before. They just had it one minute ago. How you feeling that more relaxed now? Chilled out, okay. And it's interesting, when we feel like that, what happens to our performance? It can go up or it can go down. And when we get acute stress, stress when it actually inhibits us, the prefrontal cortex, that's where all our kind of our rational thinking occurs. That can be inhibited. And really, that's when your brand can be compromised. You say the wrong thing, you know, pitch well, affects your culture. Get your behavior right, that's poor, that'll affect your culture. And as a result, influence performance. So this is this is it. This is a fact, the flight and fight response. I should have thrown the other one in called freeze. However, and, and Stefan mentioned this before about fear. It is natural. Fear is natural. But panic is deadly. When acute stress is on you, how do you handle yourself? How do you mitigate it? What are the techniques that you use? This is what I'm going to share with you. And I've only got a short period of time. I'd love to spend more time in discussing this. But we don't deny it. We don't, we're not the actual ostrich and put their head in the sand. We need to label it. I got a feeling it. Then that acts as a catalyst to apply the intervention that works well for you to mitigate that stress. All right. <clears throat> Very quickly, these are neurotransmitters. Brain chemistry has a big influence on our performance and our well-being. These things you're already familiar with, adrenaline, noradrenaline, dopamine, serotonin. We have what we call excitatory kind of neurotransmitters. We need them to keep our focus and our flow and survival. Things like adrenaline, noradrenaline, dopamine, that's a pleasure reward. So if I got you up and say, whoever was the best singer to perform, um, you'd win a you know, around-the-world trip first class and you get excited and you won. It drives your dopamine. So there's anticipation. So you might be, your dopamine levels might go up when you love doing a sales pitch and you know you're going you know, to get the deal done, right? That's your pleasure and reward. But also, too, stimulates through things like alcohol, drugs, gambling, even your device. You can be addicted to your device and drive your dopamine. So these are the excitatory kind of neurotransmitters. And then we have the other ones which are called inhibitory ones. They cool the engines. When everything's firing, you need to calm down and, and get back in the flow. That's your serotonin, that's your happy neurotransmitter, and that's your GABA receptors. At times you're wired. With your, you know, your thing at night, you wake up, we need particularly serotonin and GABA receptors to actually rebalance. I thought I lost you here. Have I lost you still with me? Okay. All right. I won't go through others, but we can have an influence on these and how we behave and what we do in life. And our brain chemistry has a big influence on your performance. 
Earlier when I said you have those days when you're in the flow, you have those days that don't go so well. Those days you don't go so well, I'm backing these neurotransmitters actually are blunted. This is the next one, oxytocin. Not sure if you heard of oxytocin. Oxytocin is the trust neurotransmitter. And research has shown recently that oxytocin has an influence towards trustworthiness. Now, in your environment, at your work, you want to think, do your employees, do your team, with the oxytocin level too high? If the culture is poor, I'm backing the oxytocin levels would be low. How do we stimulate that? The research of recent note, even when you look into a dog's eyes, who's got a pet here? Put a hand if you've got a pet. They're even looking into a dog's eyes. Their oxytocin levels, you get that connectedness, is elevated. So what we have to do to stimulate culture is really important. When you're under stress, do you compromise your culture? And does it actually inhibit your oxytocin levels? You've been in environments where the culture hasn't been great and the culture's been good. And sometimes you, you go into a classroom or a sporting organisation or a work environment and it's buzzing. The energy levels are high. There is passion, there is purpose. What is that? I'm back and the oxytocin levels are high because they feel trust. And once you've got trust, then it leads to collaboration, influences culture, and that drives innovation and ultimately drives performance. How do, you, how do you actually develop that? I'll tell you how not to develop it, because once you're under stress, this will come down. And what they've recently found as well, alpha males, oxytocin levels are lower. What does that tell us? Well, it tells us about how we manage ourselves, how we manage your group, what we need to do. All right, very quickly, just mindful of the time. This is what happens. And these are three kind of the three neurotransmitters I focus on. When you're feeling flat or depressed, they're blunted. And we've probably felt stages like that. It affects our sleep, affects our mood, and so on. When things have we have homeostasis. It's balanced. We don't want them really high. If our serotonin is really high, we, we want to sleep all the time. Oxytocin levels, uh, we want them balanced. All right, <clears throat> chronic stress. We've already seen acute stress. What is chronic stress? What are the symptoms of chronic stress? I'm sure some people in this room have, have experienced some of the symptoms of chronic stress. What are they? Come on. Headaches, very good, yep. Tension, yes, definitely. Sleep. Sleep was one of the first ones, yes, great. What else? What happens to us when chronic stress is, on, is upon us? Mood, yep, definitely, mood swings. Think of health now, what happens to, chronic, to our health when chronic stress is upon us? Declines. Let's have a look. Let's have a look, and this, from the research, it shows what it does to our health and well-being. If you want to be in business and you want sustainability, you've got to be mentally and physically healthy to sustain it. That drives resilience. When we're, when we're actually down and flat, we become vulnerable and we'll fragment somewhere along the way.
Have a look at some of these. Fatigue, low tolerance, decreased creativity. Our right hemisphere of the brain is creative. When we're under stress, we become very processed. So we lose the ability of intuitiveness and creativity. So we need to get back into that flow. Sleep, weight gain, weight loss, dysfunctional relations, poor decision making, whole cholesterol, and this is a concern. Metabolic disease is on the rise in our society. In Western society, it's, it's on the rise. Is it stress? Lifestyle? Yep, it is. Unfortunately, it is. How do we mitigate that? How do we manage that? Um, and it's a real issue. It's an, an issue in our society. How do you manage your health? And the last one is decreased performance when we have chronic stress. All right, cortisol, this is, this is a hormone, it's called a catabolic hormone, um, but it's a killer. <laughs> when it's high and it's high regularly, it keeps us awake. But have a look at the associated issues around our health and symptoms of cortisol. I'm backing at some stage in your life and business, your cortisol levels are high. Key is how do we get those cortisol levels back to normal? Sometimes we need them high, but we want, we don't want them high all the time because that will affect your health and your performance. All right, now moving towards the interventions, and th and there's a whole host of interventions that, that I could discuss, but we don't have time. I'll give you a very quick uh, snapshot of these three the three areas, the three pillars that I work with. Social, physical, and emotional. They're all integrated. They're, co they're connected. It's not just being physical. You have to have the emotional side as well connected. That's, you know, that's self-awareness. You know, that kind of growth mindset. You know, we talk about social, as far as you know, community involved. There's a community here. In an organisation where you feel like you're connected, a sense of belonging, the physical, we know nutrition plays a big part, we know sleep plays a big part, and we know exercise. You do not have to be an elite athlete to have good well-being. It's actually having routine, and it's not motivation, it is discipline. It is a constitution in your life, and those standards, Stefan mentioned before, that you do it on a regular basis. All right. I'll quickly just go through these, just be mindful of the time. The mindset is so crucial. We hear winning and losing is six inches here. It's in the head. And your great athletes, they have the ability to be able to buffer adversity when the pressure is on. So really today is what's your armor like to buffer adversity? Do you have the tools and techniques and the strategies to buffer adversity? And we can apply those. And unequivocally, I can tell you, you get those techniques sorted, you'll be able to buffer the adversity. Mindfulness, what is mindfulness? Is there, is there like to put the hand up what they think mindfulness is? I mean, there's no real specific description. What do we think mindfulness? Yes, being in the moment, yep. Being aware of your thoughts, yep. Meditation, yep, yep. We've got any meditators here? Hands up, great. Okay, I'm a meditator, I've been a meditator for eight years. Try to do it twice a day, not for everyone. Is it easy to do? No, it's not easy to do. It is routine. What it is, 
we can have 60,000 thoughts a day. And when we have negative thoughts, it drives cortisol and it actually can have an influence on those neurotransmitters and affects our flow. We need to switch off. We need to switch off and then we get back into our flow. We need to recalibrate. Your mindfulness really is, what it is you want, it's intentional, non-judgmental time. Think of times when you've just been consumed with thought. Oh, our cash flow is terrible. It's just waking in the middle of the night. Where's that money going to come from? You just want to switch off. That way, by switching off, you can get back into the flow. So it's, it's intentional, non-judgmental time. That's what mindfulness is. You don't have to be a monk. It might be just five minutes we're just switching off. So what is your mindfulness? What, what are the triggers that you do to switch off? And do you allow that some stillness in the day for you to switch off? All right, activity, you don't have to be an elite act, um, athlete to do activity. It could be just walking. But we need it to balance those neurotransmitters. We know by exercise, it drives GABA receptors. The other thing too, half an hour exercise, an hour before you go in, where you need brain stimulus, you need cognitive functioning, it stimulates, it heightens it. You can just go for a walk, but that could be enough where you just elevate your heart rate. But activity plays an enormous influence on those on the, on the neurotransmitters, but from an endocrine point of view as well. Food has a massive influence too, the type of foods, particularly the, the foods that are non-processed. We don't, like high sulfate, high sugar, they inhibit those neurotransmitters. But we know things like seeds, nuts, and bananas, they have a thing called 5-hydroxytryptophan. I don't remember that. But what that does is stimulate serotonin. And serotonin, once it's that's your happy neurotransmitter. So things like alcohol, high sugar, sulfates, high preservatives, inhibit. So when you go back to those days, oh, those days are just flying. What did you have the day before? What were you doing leading up to it? Mindset, I'll talk about growth mindset in a minute. So talking about you know, the things around growth mindset or, or the emotional, like visualisation, positive thought and so on. Sleep is a big one. Getting really effective sleep, having good sleep hygiene. And then social connectedness is another one. And I'm going to talk about this in it now. This is the essence guys had last year. And um, what was really interesting, I'm not just sure, you don't have to follow football, but these guys were sanctioned by the... WADA, um, that's the World Anti-Drug Association. They were sanctioned for 12 months from uh, uh, not to play AFL football. As a result, they weren't allowed to be go to the football club. They weren't allowed to go into the rooms game day. They weren't allowed to play pennant golf or basketball. I was told if I attended my son's under-19 game in the amateurs, before the game or during the game, after the game, the sanction would start again from that date I was caught. I had nothing to do with this football club. But because I directed the program, they weren't allowed to train on elite sporting ground or venue that they had to do under the water code. So there's shame associated with it. I didn't know these guys. They didn't know me. They knew, uh, they knew of me. I knew of them. I had this grandiose idea, this is what I need to actually plan and attack going forward. I periodized and mesocycled the program beautifully. I met them. I said, there's no way I'm going to talk about that. How did they feeling? They were in shock. Acute stress. They were notified in January, got access to them in February. We weren't sleeping well. 
Yeah, that fogginess, that clouded. Were they going to trust me? Think they were going to trust me? No way. Why would they trust me? They've been burnt previously by their leaders. Can I write on this? Is that okay? Just got a whiteboard? Okay. And it's actually really interesting because I thought, how are they going to get trust in me? And I thought, that's one of the first things I need. I need to actually get trust. I worked, I worked on three E's. Empathy, empowerment, those two together equals engagement. And really what, what's interesting with anyone who's under trauma or under stress, you need to show empathy. I said, how am I going to show empathy? I had to give a bit about myself. And I, I, mean, I didn't really want to, but I had to do it. So I thought, I said to him, I understand what you're going through. You're going through a thing called Sarah, this is sh and which represents that shock, anger, remorse, and acceptance. I said, this is what you're going to go through. This is, what, this is what's happening in a minute. But there's shame associated and being kind of ostracized by your community. This is what you're going to go through. And you're like, what's this guy on about? I said, look, I've gone through this. From a personal point of view, I've gone through this myself eight years ago. I lost a son through suicide. I said, this is what I went through. I went through shock. I went through anger, remorse, acceptance. But I can tell you, I can tell you, when you get through this, you'll be better. You'll be better as a person and better as a player when you go back to the SM Football Club or whether you go to another club. You'll be better. One of the players said, mate, you're full of shit. As you said, you're probably good one. As you don't realise it yet, but you'll be better because of it. This is a wonderful opportunity. It's painful. I know it's painful. You're going to go through shock. Then you might go through anger and you go remorse and acceptance. Once you go through that cycle and the techniques that I show you, this will give you the armor to buff adversity. And as a result, they went. So that was the empathy card. I had to show empathy. And it took weeks to get trust. Then I said to him, okay, you've got A, B, C, and D programs. What is it you want to achieve in the next nine, 10 months? As a group, collectively, individually, what is it you want to do? Have a look at A, B, C, and D. Or is there, is there an E? So I empowered them. I co-constructed the program that was able to drive engagement. And it was really quite simple. The formula is quite simple. But what it was to get him back here is a connectedness. Social connections, that drives self-worth. Once you feel a sense of belonging, you're a part of someone. What it does do, it drives your oxytocin levels up. Hey, I'm a part of, of this group now. They felt connected. So your environment and your culture, you can nurture and stimulate that. And it's actually really powerful. Once they feel that, they feel that trust, they feel that sense of belonging, all of a sudden, things, you get traction. We've got through the first week, two, three, so we're chipping down, we're chipping down, and we're getting, we're getting closer. And it's really quite interesting. Once, once they learn tolerance to repetition, 
remember that. It's tolerance to repetition. All of a sudden, those standards or those habits become ingrained. That's what they need. They need a routine. They're lost. So really, in a way, this is why I've got the social connectedness. In your business, what is your culture like? How do you nurture that? How do you develop it? And when you're stressed, does it compromise your culture? Well, it can quite easily. All right. I've got this photo here. And when we're at in the environment, I do a lot of hiking. I'm going actually tomorrow to Nepal, into this region, up the Everest region. I'm taking a group of 24. And it's going to be really, it's going to be tough for them. You know? and, um, but once we're in that environment, I don't, you don't have to go to Nepal to do good. But once you feel vulnerable, all of a sudden we can learn. We really start to, to deconstruct ourselves. You, can, you develop the self-awareness. And it, gee, I can really unlock myself here as a person. You know, how do, I, how do I chain myself? How do I actually kind of take myself out of the comfort zone? This does. When I'm taking up the 6,000 metres or 5,500 metres, I've got kids coming with me. It's a teenager and parent one, this one I'm doing. And they're going to feel vulnerable. But what it will do is develop their resilience. So I'm big into experiential learning. And really what it is, you can't, you can't force behaviour. But you have, as leaders, as owners of business, you can shape it. It's your role model, it's your brand. When are they watching you the most? They're watching you the most when the pressure is applied, when you're up against it, your cash flow is poor, you're working 70 hours a week, that's when they're watching you. It's your brand. But stress, you don't mitigate stress. Your brand can be compromised and it's hard to shape behaviour. You can shape behaviour through your role model. And I think in your book, you talk about can you walk your talk? And that is a key as a leader. It's actually your actions really define you. It's really, that, and, that is, and that is hard to do. It's not easy to do. They're doing it consistently. As parents, your kids are watching you when their pressure is on. All right, I won't go through. I, I look, I, am I, I've got over time. I do apologize. Okay. There are so many interventions. I talk about stillness, I've already touched on that before, but the risk of the research that goes towards having an influence on our well being. And really, it does. It reduces cortisol secretion. That's what we want to be able to do. Do you have stillness in a day? I run these programs with Craig Abbott and Heavy Haulers, and you need time to work what is stillness, how do you do it, how do you put it into your life. It's not for everyone. All right. Visualisation, all top elite athletes use it. They see themselves performing and executing the task. And it's really important. Who, who follows golf here? Anyway, any golf fanatics here? Jason Day, you know Jason Day? When he putts, what does he do? Closes his eyes. He visualises himself getting the ball into the actual hole. In performance, in business, you should do the same. You see yourself, you see your business flourishing. You see how you execute the task well. If we see ourselves doing poorly, all right, those thoughts can become our behaviour. You need to remind yourself of the task. See yourself, feel it, um, and using a dialogue to yourself as well. All right, breathing, 
you're all doing that very well now. Um, but it's easy, when we're under stress, we start to hyperventilate. Slow your breathing down. Feel the air going through your nose, out through your mouth. Slow it down. You slow it down. And really what that does do, it gives you a chance to actually refocus. All right, positive talk, positive thoughts have a big influence. We know negative thoughts actually has a, a negative influence on our neuroscience and cortisol. What is your positive thoughts throughout the day? Do you do it regularly? Yeah, I can get through. This is not permanent. This too will pass. Little steps. Where your mantra may be. What is your mantra that you, that you need to apply on a regular basis? All right. Growth mindset and fixed mindset. If you, hands up if you're familiar with growth mindset at all. It's a work of Carol Dwick, it's a professor at Stanford University. Is it new? No, it's not new. This goes back to the Greek philosophers, you know, Aristotle, Plato, Socrates. This is how they pontificate of life and they discuss it amongst themselves. It's the ability to continue to learn. We never give up. We learn from feedback. We have the conversation, the hard conversation, talking about mistakes. It's okay. Performance, you need to talk about it. You talk about your wins, but you need to talk about your mistakes. What is it we need to do? How do we go? People feel scared in talking about it. No, we need to talk about our mistakes. That is a growth mindset. Fixed mindset, we're not malleable. We don't move forward. We need that growth mindset kind of attitude. That enables us to grow. We move to the actual discomfort. This will give us resilience. Fear is natural, panic is deadly. We move to those where we embrace the challenges. All right, I'll wrap things up now, and then obviously give me some opportunity for some questions. These are your take-home messages, and there's so much. And I do apologise for the time because there's only there's so much content to actually deliver here. But it is self-awareness, understanding your strengths and weaknesses, being honest with yourself, being able to self-correct. Self-awareness plays a big part in your performance and your success. Developing resilience tools daily. Those, they're just some of the tools. Are they easy? No, they're not easy. Is it easy to meditate? Is it easy to exercise? Is it easy to eat well? No, it's, it is, they, are, they are hard to do initially, but it takes time and practice and a bit of coaching to do that. But it requires a program and a plan to do that. The last one is productive communication influences culture. So your communication, not just talking, it's listening. Listening is so powerful. And when we're stressed, do we listen? And do we listen to what is not being said? Do we have the ability to pick up the idiosyncrasies of your team? If you don't have good self-awareness, how do we expect to understand others? You put yourself in other people's shoes. Communication is a really big part. And listening is a big part. And the line I use a lot to coaches or managers, talk less, ask more. Talk less, ask more. All right, that's enough of me talking. Um, over you, Stefan. Sorry for going over time. Hi, and welcome back. What a great sharing that was from David Butterfant. And uh, I guess, you know, 
what would it look like if you could attend the adversity university of breakthrough, the adversity university of it takes adversity to get to a place called prosperity. There is not one, not one single human being that's actually got to the top in any walk in life, in any field, in any expertise that hasn't got hard work and or significant learnings coming with them for the journey. So I'm Stefan Kazakas, Business Benchmark Group, where adversity becomes your best friend and resilience is the key and the critical trait to ultimate success. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.